You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis, America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience, passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis, Mortgage Mastery Mentor and Head Chicken Charge of Kinetic Spark Consulting. Hey everyone, welcome back to this episode. I am so delighted to have my guest with me today, Ben Miller. And before we get started, I want to just tell everybody that uh, just a quick reminder that August 5th, uh, 14th, 15th, and 16th down in Orlando, Florida, we are going to be holding another uh, three-day limitless workshop. Uh, can't wait to have you all there. So uh, we have the link in the notes below. You can get signed up for that and bring your uh, friends, bring your colleagues, bring your referral partners. Um, it is not specific to mortgage loan officers or real estate agents. It is uh, for sales professionals, business owners, and entrepreneurs. So bring all of your people with you. It's a great opportunity to learn together. And then guess what? You'll have something to talk about afterward, which is one of the things that uh, as loan officers, we have a tendency to do, right? Is just go have one meeting and then be done with that. So let's have an opportunity for you to be able to have something to talk about and give value to your clients. So again, I want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with us. We really appreciate that opportunity. Uh, and I'm going to be uh, full transparency today. Both Ben and I are struggling with some throat issues today. So we, mo we both might be uh, just a little funky in our voices, but uh, bear with us. We will get through this and provide you with as much value as we can in the time that we have together. Uh, so having said that, let me take this opportunity to introduce you to Ben Miller. He is a, a mortgage loan officer from Tennessee. His focus is on veterans. Um, that is his niche. And we're going to talk about niches uh, while we're talking about this, this particular uh, topic. And he also does... Uh, continuing education classes, and maybe not even continuing education, we'll talk about that too, um, which was a means for me to create a $100 million business. I'm hoping that's exactly what that's happening to you as well, Ben. So welcome to the show. We're happy to have you. Awesome. I'm happy to be here and uh, hopefully share some insight that will help others. Sounds great. So let's talk first about niches. Now, I know you've been in the business for a little while. I think around 10 years. I know you did some things beforehand that led you here. I mean, all of us, none of us ever went to school to become a loan officer. We Something led us here. And I know that led you, you know, led you here, but you've been in the business about 10 years now. And um, one of the things that I love is that you chose to have a niche right away. And, you know, we all know the cliches of <clears throat> there's riches in niches, niche to grow rich. We get that. I had niches as well. Why should loan officers have niches? And what do you think is the reason why so many people are afraid to have a niche? The reason I think it's important to have a niche is when, I mean, there's a cycle all the time of new realtors, right? And if you're trying to have a referral partner, 
you'll, you know, there you next month there's going to be 30 more, you know, so on and maybe 30 leave. So when you are presenting any sort of value of who you are or expertise or something like that, there's a lot of pressure, especially now there's a lot of team environments when it comes to real estate uh, agents. So a lot of times there's a lot of money being thrown around for your preferred lender. What I have found is having a niche and with mine being VA loans, that's the only thing I speak about when I go into an office. And inevitably what happens is they've got their preferred people, but if it's VA, they call me. So yeah. they don't feel the, the, I don't know, that they're that they're being disloyal because they're not sending everything to me. They're just sending the one thing. But guess what? There's plenty of whatever that one thing is that you're good at. There's plenty of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I mean, to your point, I mean, this is what uh, what we talk when we talk about niches, what people I think need to understand is this is what we market. This is what we mm-hmm. talk about only, you know, and and I, I actually share this in all my coaching is when you think about Starbucks, I've never seen an advertisement at start from Starbucks that says, hey, look at our yogurt, look at our potato chips, yeah. look, at our, look at our bottles of water, right? And the, even bags of coffee, they don't advertise that. What they advertise is their drinks. Come in, get a drink. And so what we have to understand is that uh, you're marketing that so that you can draw attention, highlight and spotlight what you do best, your expertise, so that you can become the market influencer, the market expert in that. And of course you offer yogurt and chips and things like that. And you win the business through your expertise and then they start sending you everything. Would you agree? I mean, you're not just getting VA. Absolutely. That's exactly what the thought was on my head was when you have a niche, so you specialize in something you, you are going, you ought to, if you're not, you ought to really dig deep and educate yourself and find all the resources you can so that you are able to help in all aspects of that niche, but inevitably you are going to gain some really strong loyalty between your referral partners and your, especially your clients, because, you know, it's a very stressful, emotional thing, buying houses and moving, especially if you're military, retiring is a big deal. Uh, You know, PCSing from one base to another, those are very stressful and most of the time family situations. So when you do a good job, people want to deal with you again. And then the next deal that they have might not be that niche, but they want it to go with you because they trust you so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think about, um, there was a a loan officer that I talked to many years ago, you know, just refused to go into niches. And, and I'm sure many of us, you know, many people listening here are saying, no, if I do that, I'm limiting myself. And we'll talk about that in a minute because uh, I saw your response. <laughs> uh, I'm limiting myself if I go to an, in a niche. And, and, you know, I honestly think that if you're selling everything to everybody, you're selling nothing to no one. But this loan officer said, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not going to niche. I don't want to niche. And a reverse mortgage came up and it fell apart. And guess what? It ruined his reputation. That's the reason why you have to do niches. Right. I, I would I would think yep. that. So why do you think I just shared a little bit about why I think people are afraid to? Why do you think people are so apprehensive about this? 
Well, in, in general, we, what, what do we refer to that as? In general, we call it a scarcity mindset, right? Yeah. But yeah. it's right now, and there's been other turns and cycles in our mortgage industry, but right now, yeah, it is kind of tough because there are people who, you know, they're not qualifying for as much house because of the interest rates. And then inventory is kind of low. I'm, I'm lucky that in my area, um, I work in three states, Tennessee, Virginia, and Georgia. It's still really hot. A lot of people want to move to these areas. So, but we still don't have a lot of inventory. So I, I think to your question, I didn't want to get sidetracked. I can get sidetracked really easy. So can I. I'm back don't on worry. though. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is that thought process that you're, you're, if you, if you, if you're not, how do I say that? An opportunity comes by and it's not your niche. You, people are afraid that they're never going to get any more business out of that person again or out of that referral. And to what you said, though, it is, I remember my very first renovation loan. I had no idea what I was doing. We got, <laughs> yeah. uh, it was a new product where I was working at and, uh, I now I understand the process way better, but this was early on in my career. And I remember it was like by the end of it, everybody hated everybody else. Like they were surprised that I even went into the closing uh, because of how aggressive everything got. Yeah. And those kind of things, if you don't handle them right, could absolutely ruin your reputation. People talking about, you know, whatever they want to say. So if you like you were just talking about reverse mortgage. I, you know, I've, I've been asked about them. I'm not a specialist in them. And I tell people straight up, I've never done a reverse mortgage. I'll look at it, but more than likely, I'm probably going to refer it to somebody I trust that does them. And that keeps me up here, but it, it doesn't keep the business away from me because they're still going to come to me. Yeah. Even though I referred them to somebody because they trust me and my judgment in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I totally, I totally agree. How do you suggest that loan officers um, sell against uh, the preferred lender in an office when you have when you have a preferred lender. And now, and the reason why I'm and I'm not saying this globally because for the average loan officer who doesn't have a niche, how they sell against a preferred lender, I think, is a different method than selling against a preferred lender with a niche that you have. How do you do that? How do you combat? Well, I already have my lender. So I say it's circumstantial for me personally, since we're talking about me, it's circumstantial, probably one of three ways. Um, if it, if it happens to be a VA loan, I'm, I'm going to tell them, I'm going to refer to my reviews. Number one, I have great reviews on Google and help them understand what I have done personally to invest in myself and groups to be educated at, you know, take testing. I was a part of vetted VA for a while, if you're familiar with them. Um, And that was, you know, that was so intense, but it elevated my game. And I mean, here, I'll just be real blunt when, when it comes to, if it's a VA loan, that's the first thing. And, and so, and I'll talk about the other two, but for me personally, if I know it's a VA loan talking about, um, or any of you, I'll say, just ask your uh, lender what the uh, reconsideration of value process is. Because <laughs> right. I would say 99 out of 100 times, they don't know. They yeah. do not know. 
And when I show them, they're all like literally jaws on the ground, flabbergasted. Like, I didn't realize that that was an option. And I'm like, it's it's not only an option, but if the house is priced correctly, you're going to get your value because the VA is going to use the same data that you use to price the house. And so that's one part there, but that's more niche related. The other yes. might be um, if you are a, you know, a lot of my friends are brokers and they, you know, they, they pound, you know, they, that their rates are low and stuff like that. Well, if you believe that, then you talk about a second opinion, which works in some areas of the country that doesn't work. I know California, man, they're getting 12 opinions, it seems like. Yeah. But in my area of the country, there's a lot more loyalty. So that's kind of not doesn't happen as often. Um, I and I've recently so I've recently moved into the market. And that's that right there. The second opinion or second look has been a really, really good spot for me to where and I always pitch it, hey, you know, at least, you know, you're getting a great deal, no matter what. So sometimes it's been close. Sometimes it's been, you know, a huge difference. And that's got me business and continuing business. The third way, man, well, I guess there might be a 3.5 since I do teach. I don't teach. I'm not certified CE. Uh, I've looked into it before. I haven't actually done it. But I so mine are all marketing, real estate marketing classes that I teach. So I will I will talk about value add where, you know, hey, if you want this, these are some things and not just that I teach it, but I actually do it as a service as a value add service where I can run, you know, different sort of ads. I can get into that later. But the last resort is the hardest one. It's what I did when I first got in the business. It's, hey, just if any of your problem files, send them to me. If you have a problem file, yeah. send it to me, credit repair, the things you don't really want to do. Sometimes that's what you have to do to earn to earn their trust. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You're you're bound to get a deal or two out of it though. So yeah. those that's that's my personal way. And so I say it's just circumstantial based on what yeah. you know, that person they're, yeah. they're, they might have a niche or wherever they're at, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, and, and you want to make sure that those niches are, you know, aligned, you know, you may be working with a real estate agent mm -hmm. that all they do is investor loans and you do VA loans and you're saying, Hey, you know, that's great that you're doing that. If I ever run across an investor, I can send them to you. And, you know, if you run across somebody who's doing a veterans loan, then you can send them to me, you know, and that's more of a long shot. They're lower in your categories of referral partners. Right. Um, how, what percentage of and I know you may not know this, this is a guess, I get this, but what percentage of real estate agents do you feel work with people because they have a niche over because their price is better? Okay. So there's, you know, what, what percentage of real estate agents really understand that concept and what percentage of real estate agents do you think know their lender's niche? It's low. It's got to be low. Mm -hmm. I believe based on based on my upbringing in the business and what I see today, honestly, the relationship, the cert, there's the service level you provide. So it, it is important. I found out that's something that's kind of used to always be communication, you know, in these in these blind polls that they do for realtors. It was always year for every year. Number one, communication, communication, communication. Um. But the relationship of how the clients are treated, you know, some some mortgage lenders, they they can be celebrities, you know, they can be popular. But in 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 the relationship with a realtor, you you need to prop the realtor up. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's I believe that's very important to way to the way the ecosystem works. Even if you're doing all the work, um, I lost my train of thought there. Going back to it, <laughs> <laughs> the percentage um, of, but, of realtors that yeah, yeah. that know the niche, yes. you know, or even their their referral partner. Yeah. Niche. So 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 I think the niche thing. If they don't know it, but if they do know it, it makes a huge difference. You you brought up invest investment. That's huge. If if a real estate agent, because in my area of the country, we're near the Great Smoky Mountains, and that there uh, there's more visitors. We'll just take 2022. There's more visitors to the Great Smoky Mountains National Park than all of the other national parks combined, more than Disney World. So guess what people are doing there? They're not just building, but everything that exists there is a short-term rental. You know, VRBO, yeah. Airbnb. So mm-hmm. investors are huge in our area. So if you had that niche, which is, you know, I, I have like three niches that I'll pitch out there. VA first. I do have educated and gone deep into one-time closed construction loans because I'll talk mm-hmm. about that in a bit if you want to, how that actually is, is a great fishing tool that you don't end up doing the construction loan. They end up buying a house typically, right, but you got right. them. Um, but investing. So the investment is probably the biggest deal. I'd say investment and VA, in my opinion, just because if if the <laughs> well they say old wives tales if if all the the legends are passed down VA's tough right, like right. that's what that's right. what the 30 year old yeah. Uh, yeah real estate agents tell people how tough it yeah. is and it probably was 30 years ago so that's you know if if you got that niche you know, like they want they want to talk to you about it investing for sure they don't want people that don't understand how investment loans or the different types how they work or working with people who have, you know, I've got clients that are YouTubers that make millions of dollars and they do investments. You know, you can't just go in not knowing what you're doing. You have to know what you're doing and stuff like that. So I think, I think for your question was, it's a low percentage that know it, but for those that know it, like that, they hammer down and they use those people all the time. It's priceless. Yeah, it's priceless because the volume that you get as a result of that is just, is so great. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is a fatal flaw for, for realtors who are listening because the realtors listen to this too. The fatal flaw for yeah. realtors is just sending business because they like the person, sending business because- mm-hmm. They can do it fast. They work 24 seven and they have great rates, right? That, that is a fatal flaw because you're, you're playing Russian roulette with the ability for that deal to close on time. And ultimately what the real estate agent wants is their commission check. You know, it's not about, Mm -hmm. it's not their job to determine what the best rate is, what the best terms are, all of that. Their job is to get the loan to closing, you know, smoothly for the clients that they can have an experiential, you know, um, systematic approach to, you know, to their practice and, and it creates a revolving door of referrals. That's, that's really what the bottom line is. And so, um, you know, it's, it's important for us as real estate or as loan officers to help realtors understand this. And maybe, maybe that'll be part of your topic tomorrow now too. Right. Um, but helping them to understand this and, uh, to not just let it slide by, by allowing real estate agents say, well, I have you on my list. It's, Right. What do you have on, what do you have? You have me on your list. I can be number eight. I do care. Right. But let's say I'm number eight and I don't care, but how <laughs> do you have me on your list? Do you have me on your list because of my niche or do you just have me on the list? Because mm-hmm. I'd love to have you put me on your list because of the niche that I have. And 
I want to help that real estate agent, but go ask your other loan officers, why are they on your list? What What is their niche? And most of them aren't right. going to be able to answer. And so it'll elevate mm -hmm. you up the list. <laughs> and I I just think it's, you know, it, it sounds conniving, but it isn't. It's just, you need to understand your circle of people here. Don't send it to Bob because Bob is your number one. Send it to Bob, because Bob is specializes in something and send it to me because I specialize right. in something. Keep it in right. your circle, but expand your circle. There are tons of niches out there. And if real estate agents could understand that, they'd have a better practice all the way around. And we'd have a better shot at working with so many more realtors. No well, doubt. And, and I can tell you firsthand that if you've, if you've got that niche, and I'll just use VA because that's my niche, yeah. that's my number one priority is, is VA loans. And they, they feel obligated to, you know, give three names, you know, and Hey, if that's you, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to yeah. sell against that. But what, what's going to happen is I don't actually want to be the first phone call. I want to be at least the second one because inevitably the person, the client, the borrower on the phone always tells me, okay, you've given me so much more insight and information than the other one did. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, well, that's because this is what I do that, you know, I've drilled down. This is not, I'm not just, oh, it's a VA loan. I know what to do. I mean, you know, from the thousands and thousands of LOs you've talked to, we'll, we'll go. I think the first red flag is when you go, I think you do my application, you pull it up and find out, you look on the uh, credit report and you see that they had an inquiry by two other mortgage companies around the same, you know, day or two but nobody pulled their certificate of eligibility, red flag, right? Like they don't know what they're doing because that's, that's the next step always in a VA loan. You got, you got to just Make check sure down. So there's all those little things. Yeah. And yeah. that applies to every niche though. So if you're not VA, just, just replace what I'm saying with VA with FHA or USDA approved. or whatever, jumbo. Condo, right. Is, yeah, is the condo approved? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I mean, it's simple things like that. And uh, yeah, you know, I love what you're saying. And I, I hope that everyone is understanding this, you know, who's listening is that you're really, really understanding the importance of what this niche, you know, niching is all about. And, um, you know, and I don't think I've gone this deep in nine and a half years in niching. I mean, we've all talked superficially about it. I speak about it with my clients. They're sick of it. My, my coaching students are just sick of me talking about it. Um, but I'm going to make them listen to this because and yes, guys, you are listening to it. I'll have them, I'll do the replay and have them listen to it because this, this is exactly what I've been, uh, you know, teaching to people is the importance of knowing, you know, what your pecking order is, how that pecking order is. I love that you said, you know, I don't want to be the first call, but you know, if you are the first call you can be the last call too, you can ask them, Hey, go talk to all the nim nods out there and then come back to me because I'm going <laughs> to give you more. Right. Or if you're in second position, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to be, there's going to be a third. So just tell them to call you back too. And what did the first one give you? So yes. you know what you're against. And if you're third, then you know what everyone else has said and do something different. Do something different that that gets that person. And don't speak negatively about the other people. Right. Even if you know something. Now, if the person is telling you something, it's okay to confirm it. But that's that's a terrible way to get business. Is by like in when I'm being sold, it doesn't yeah. work on me. So yeah. I, I always uh, somebody yesterday phone call talking about okay they always use the credit union here. Okay, you know what? It's a great credit union. They have great people there. Hey, you know, if if you want, 
after you talk to them, you know, feel free to call me back with any questions and we'll talk it over and, you know, just want to make sure you're getting the best deal. And the guy's like, that's a great idea. I hadn't thought about that before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, and, and they don't know they, my girlfriend. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I, I'm talking over, but my girlfriend helps me understand some of this stuff because when she bought her last house, um, five years ago, she had no idea that there was differences as, as the consumer, she had no idea so she yeah. just went with somebody she she kind of knew and felt comfortable with, which is what most people do, but she didn't know the differences. So most people don't know any differences between you and somebody else other than your personality. Yeah. And it can't be what the expected things are. You got to have good rates, a smooth closing, a smooth transaction closing time. We get we get all that. And and there are yeah. still people that that do that. So yeah, I love that you said that because I use the word nim nods. I would never say that to a client. I don't even know what that <laughs> word means. I think that was a genism yeah. word. But uh, you know what I find and you find the same thing that you know, that you give so much more value to clients that people will say, no one ever said that. They didn't say that. So, you know, in right. that context, I don't speak poorly. And, I, and again, I'm not in the business, so I talk in terms of present, but I'm not. Um, sure. You know, I don't speak poorly of, of other people, but I say, oh, I'm surprised they didn't tell you about that. Well, let me tell you about it. And it, what it does is right. it plants a small seed of, Ooh, maybe they weren't without actually saying, oh, he's terrible. She's terrible. Oh, you don't want to go to credit union. Gosh, I hope nobody's doing that, that, that we shouldn't do, but you can plant small little innuendos of, oh, I'm actually surprised that, that they didn't talk to you about that. I'd love to, let me chat with you about that for right. a few, have a clarity about it. And that is a strategy that you can do. I think the other thing is, mm -hmm. I think that sometimes as loan officers, we, we think, and I think realtors do this too, because I coach real estate agents too. They think that we're the only phone call, you know, and we get upset. Right. When, what do you mean you're looking and you're talking to other people? What do you mean? I mean, come on, you're in this business. You know that they're going to be shopping around. So let's just go after in the beginning. Hey, and even ask, have you talked to anybody else? You haven't. Well, you should. I want you to do that work. And then I want you to call me back. Right. You do want that. Mm -hmm. and, and we have this blind eye that, you know, or avoidance of, oh, they're not talking to anybody else. No, they they probably are. So let's address it up front. Um, yeah, I think beautiful yep. stuff that you're saying. I, I love that you're saying, um, you know, all of this. So as we finish our time together, I want to ask you a little bit about the classes that you're teaching. You know, um, I am a fan of one to many, one to many, one to many. It we yes. life's too short. We don't have enough time to go around and go to networking and and be the skunk or the squirrel, mm -hmm. right? The squirrel collects all the cards. The skunk <laughs> is the one everyone's like, eh, yes. right? We don't want to be that kind of person. Instead, <laughs> we want to go to networking and we want to, you know, identify one or two people in a room of 70 realtors, let's say, for example. We hey, tell me where this one is. You know, this is the one I'm looking for. And really have those conversations with them and you know, have one-to-ones afterwards. But that that's a supplement or a vitamin supplement, as I call it. It's not the bread and butter, the bread and butter. And it's ironic because you're in your bio, you said bread and butter. I used to say it all the time. One to many. Is, I did say bread. Yes, you're right. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and, and I used to say it too. Yeah. Bread and butter. That was my bread and butter is the one to many doing as many classes as I could hold on, you know, personal and professional development. Um, and then obviously I had 26 hours of CE, which was beneficial as well. Um, but what it, what it allowed, I, you know what, it, I don't want to tell you what it allowed me to do. What does it allow you to do? Why are you doing these group classes, these group sessions? What's the real reason behind why you do it? 
two reasons. I genuinely like helping people. I really do. I, I, I get some personal fulfillment out of seeing others succeed with what I've helped them with. Maybe that, so maybe there is a little selfish selfishness in my selflessness that I enjoy seeing um, some of these results. I'll give you a good example of that is, so I teach a lot of what I teach is about video because I, you know, we're doing video right now, right? Like right. this is a podcast that is something that people listen to with their ears, but you're also doing video because you know how important seeing our mannerisms, seeing there's just a connection with it. And I'm literally going, sitting at a, a little league baseball game and one of the realtors that comes to my classes comes up and just can't wait to show me the video that they did <laughs> at this local restaurant and how the restaurant shared it. And there's all these people talking about it. And I'm just like, you know, I feel like I'm a, a teacher or something, you know, really yeah. a proud dad or something. She's probably 20 years older than me. Never thought about doing this before. So that part's fun too, but it's, it's interesting that you talked about the one or two and, but you didn't talk about the size of the room. I'm always looking for the two. Like there's, it, it seems like inevitably if there's five people or 500 people, yeah, there's, there's just like two that you end up really <laughs> getting to do business with. Yeah. 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 So I'm always looking for my two, no matter what. Yeah. And it's the it, pick of the litter, that's right? That's what I get out of these one to many. Yeah, it, it's, the pick of, it's the pick of the litter because you can, when you're presenting, yes. you know, whether you're doing virtual or not and you're trying to get everybody to get on video, right? Um, I mean, imagine going to an event, registering and then running in the closet and just staying in the closet the whole <laughs> time because that's what it's like when people aren't on video. Yeah. It drives me crazy. And, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, but when you can see the mannerisms, the naysayer, the know-it-all, the person who's on their phone the whole time, the person who, when you say something leans over and whispers, you know, and they've got like a pouty right. face, whatever it is, you can start taking the pick of the litter and saying, that's a person I want to meet. And that's a person I don't want to meet. No, thank you. Right. And that's what I love about it. Um, and you know who I notice. In, in, in a smaller environment, like these classes, are, the room is very big and lit and it's, you know, the tables. So honestly, we probably couldn't handle more than 50 and we usually don't get more than 20 or 30. Um, but what I notice is the people who are taking notes, a lot of notes, which is weird because I'm not a note taker, but I thought like I, I tend to follow up a lot with people who take the notes because I'm like a lot of our notes, we have notebooks filled with notes and we don't follow up on them, right? From places we went. Well, what if... What if Renee Rodriguez called you up and said, Hey, I saw you taking a bunch of notes. You want to go over them? You probably do it, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and, you know, so, highlighting so and like, spotlighting the actionable yeah. items to pull out based on that person's situation, as you call it. Right. Um, or, you know, I think mm -hmm. you call it, I call it situation, but um, yeah, I think that that's, that's very powerful when you can see that. And, and it's a recognition of, wow, they saw me. And that in itself provides more value to people. And, um, you know, I think that that's wonderful. You know, look, there's no, there's no regulation in, in the 4506, <laughs> right? Or not the 4506, the 45, is it the 4555? I can't remember the numbers anymore. It used to be an FHA underwriter, but there's no regulations anywhere in our underwriting oh, yeah. that says that you cannot do your own client acquisition. And that's exactly what you're doing. You're doing client acquisition through your referral partner. And that's why one-to-many mm -hmm. is so powerful. And I would say, well, let me ask you, for someone who's not doing a class right now, who is not doing webinars, 
not doing in-person classes, not uh, looking to speak at various different places. What do you say to them and how will it affect their business if they don't? I mean, it's right now, especially the, the, it's not a scarcity mindset, but the the pickings is thin. You know, there's there's not as many fish out there at, right now as far as actual deals. Yeah. So you you're missing up. You're, it's an opportunity missed. If you're you know if you're scared of it, since I teach a lot of video, you get a lot of people who you know I don't like the way I sound or I don't like the way I look, and you have to explain to them that's how you look and sound in real life right now while we're talking. So right. get over it. <laughs> like yeah. that's how it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, huge huge missed opportunity because there, there is there is something to it you know we're doing video 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 a lot of live stream a lot of that but there there is something maybe it's not every market but the markets that i'm in and i think it's kind of a a, a post-covid hangover where people actually are craving a little bit more of in-person things but you know just make sure that it's it's something that is actually going to be beneficial not just some you know golf tournaments are fun but you know it, it, that's a harder networking situation. Those are fun. Than if you're te- or maybe maybe bring hey you could bring somebody and you could bring in Jen mm-hmm. to teach a class. Yeah, yeah. If you're afraid of teaching class, host the class. Yeah, that's a really good point. Actually, one of my my students did that. She said, "I don't really, and especially when COVID came, you know, now it was all about the market. Why have rates dropped? What's what's going on? We don't understand it." And, you know, I consider myself to be a student of the marketplace, the market generally. And I asked all mm-hmm. my students, what is the federal funds rate? And they they gave me a number, right? And I go, no, what is the federal funds rate? And none of them could tell me. And and I don't teach my students market, right? And, and even with rates going up, a lot of people have never even sold an adjustable rate mortgage, right? They've never even sold an arm. So there was a mortgage company up north that called me and said, could you do a five-hour session on how to sell adjustable rate mortgages for our sales team? Um, And I did because they had never experienced it before, right? (laughs) It's amazing. It's amazing how some of these things have, you know, have come up. And but anyway, what she did is she said, look, I, I'm just not a student of the whole of the whole marketing thing. I just know, you know, I get a notice that rates have changed, et cetera. And she said, well, you come in and teach it. And then from that, you know, she was able to teach one section. I said, I will teach this, but you have to teach one section because that's the only way you're going to learn. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I don't want the credibility. The credibility needs to be handed to you so that your real estate agents call you. I don't want them calling me. I don't do loans, right? I want them to call you. So, <laughs> right. um, so we had to make sure she had the credibility, but to your point, yeah, bring in experts for different topics that you want people to, you know, have a conversation and then you become Oprah. Oprah doesn't talk about anything that Oprah does. It's everything that she pulls out of others. Right. And so be the mortgage Oprah. Um, that's a great point. That's powerful, right? Yeah. 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 And you can have more of them because of that. Because I like it. You, you get home, that. you get home, you get home. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. You, you get an understanding <laughs> and you awesome. get an understanding and you get an understanding. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So here's my last question. What do you want to leave with those that are listening, knowing that you've got some real estate agents listening, you have some, you know, you obviously have mortgage loan officers listening. What do you want to leave with everyone? What's the final message you want to leave? And it can be related to this or not. Final message I would leave is I think, you know, 
understanding niches is, is, is very good. Find, find something in, in all of the stuff that we do, find something that actually uh, gives you some passion. You know, this can be, this can be a, a boring sort of a, you know, job sometimes because of the numbers and the guidelines and, you know, all the different processes. But if you can find inside of what we do, something that makes you, that, that energizes you and that you're passionate about, then like go all in on it, like dive in, dig in, and then use that to, to motivate yourself. Um, I had a great coach one time that said, nobody can actually motivate you, but we can help lead you to places where you can be motivated. Exactly. And for me, that's what VA loans, as far as the loan stuff and, and video marketing, as far as, as far as that side, like those are two places I've gone all in on. I'm passionate about it and I help, it helps me propel that to other people. So I feel like whatever that is, I mean, I'm not telling you what it needs to be, just figure out what it is. Yeah. It excites you and then go all in on it. Yeah. And I think if you're challenged with this, I'm going to do a little coaching here. If you're challenged with this, you know, finding out what is it that I want as a niche, start with what you don't want. Do you want to do reverse mortgages? If the answer is no, that's not your niche. Do you want to work with first-time home buyers that have bad credit? If the answer is no, that's not your niche. If the answer is yes, because you were in that situation and you want to help others realize home ownership, then the answer is yes. And this this is how you figure out, um, is, and I've always said this about mortgages to clients, it's not a process of selection, it's a process of elimination. Are you a veteran? No then you're yeah. not getting a VA loan. Are you a first-time homebuyer? No, then we're not doing a first-time homebuyer loan. It's a process of elimination rather than selection. And the same thing holds true when you're finding your niche. I happen to be an avid real estate investor. We have over 110 properties that we've, that we've accumulated over the years. I have Airbnbs, over 17 of them. This is why it's a niche. That's why it's a niche. My husband's father was a three bronze star recipient in the Air Force. He's buried at Arlington Cemetery. I was born and raised in Colorado Springs where we have the Air Force, NORAD, uh, Peterson, you name it. That's why VA loans were great for me. You know, that's why I focused on VA loans. Mm -hmm. And those were my two niches. I only had two. And that's what I did. And then when I could do a jumbo VA, that's icing on the cake. (laughs) Right, those are icing on the cake. Right. So, so that's what. But it is a process of elimination. So, really, really good point is don't don't go into a niche because don't go into niching jumbo so you can make more money. Go into niching jumbo because you like the complexity of someone's financial picture and you're an expert with numbers. That's why you go into jumbo. Please make sure you you heard that, right? Like rewind and play it again at one speed instead of two speed. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I just, I love your integrity. Um, I think it's brilliant. I love the loyalty that you have. I love the professionalism that you have put into your practice. Notice I don't call it a business. I call it a practice because you are an expert. Yeah. You are the PhD. You're not the intern. And, you know, I love that you've done all that. And I can only uh, wish and hope and pray that you have continued success. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. You're very welcome. And thank you for having me on. I appreciate all of you who watched. Hope you got something good out of it. Yeah. Oh, I know everybody did. So as I always say, 
what's your actionable item? What are you going to take and put into action today after listening to this? Maybe you want to start thinking about what you don't want to do to be able to highlight and spotlight your niche. Start with one. Don't worry about going global. Just start with one. Get really good at it. Learn about it. Read about it. Ask questions about it to your underwriters. Ask your realtors and your other referral partners what they're looking for, what they need, and start honing in on that expertise that you have so you can elevate yourself as a market expert in your area. And with that, I just want to say thank you again for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel where these are being shown if you're listening. And don't forget to follow me on Facebook. Give me some feedback and scroll down on your phone right now. Give us a great five-star review and write some beautiful, nice comments about Ben and what you learned in this podcast. And until next time, I'll see you later. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests weekly training, tips, and insider secrets, fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.